Another episode of Two Men No Hope. We uh, we have another guest. We have the the most handsome Brian back. He was on episode twenty six, and he's now joined us again for another episode. Another load of questions because we enjoyed his uh, you enjoyed his response to your emails. So we were happy to have him back. Welcome back. Thank man. you, thank you. And if I'm the most handsome Brian, I hate to meet the other one that was on the show. <laughs> you know, I'm not in the looks department. You know, I'm not the I'm not the strongest. <laughs> I actually, you know, I haven't spoken oh, to you no, guys no. since that episode came out. And uh, my question, I did want to ask, did you guys get any feedback about that? Were people like, fuck that American, you know, or did people enjoy it? No. People. No, they really yeah. liked it. They said they were happy that um, you took on board our podcast. Like, you really got on board and you, you know, you felt honest and stuff like that, which is what we wanted. You know what I mean? So they, they loved the now. fact as well no. that um, we brought someone that was from like a completely different neck of the woods to us like we cool. just didn't go oh sitting here with another british person we brought in an american <laughs> so i think that went well awesome awesome i'm glad it went well <laughs> yeah definitely man so um how's things with you man like so we haven't spoke oh, we have spoke briefly but not yeah like, you know uh, we haven't had extensive conversation or anything uh so i don't know if i said it the last time i was on because me and my wife were keeping it under wraps uh, we're getting ready to have a baby. Uh, she's oh, actually right. pregnant. She, oh, thank you. She's due in May. So that's been a, a new experience, you know, getting ready for that. And I don't know what it's like over there for getting ready to have a baby, but here it's been a really weird experience. Like, I never felt as cucked out as I did when I took my wife to the gyno <laughs> and they're doing, like, the scan. So the first time it's me, my wife, and the gyno, and we're in there. And he gets this, like, um, camera thing. Are either of you guys fathers? No. No, not yet. No? no. Okay. So, they, get ready, because what I'm about to tell you, I didn't know this was going to happen. It changed my whole mindset. They just sprang it on you. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, you're going you're gonna to see the baby for the first time. You're going to see a scan. That's how it's presented. So they get this, this like, giant, like, stick, right? Like a pole. It, all, it looks like a fucking dick. And he puts this, like, condom thing on it and lubes it. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah. And and the doctor puts it up, up your wife's vagina and, like, you know, he's, like, moving it around like a sonar technician doing whatever. And you're standing there as this guy is in your wife and you just have to kind of look at it. And it's a really <laughs> weird situation because, like, any other situation, you're throwing hands. But here I just have to be like, I'm paying this man to do this. <laughs> yeah, you're paying him. It's even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, this, this is what's happening. <laughs> So do you want me to leave the room for a second? Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. That is brilliant. I, like, I, no, no one's told me about no, that's that. That's great news. I'm fucking. I'm glad you prepared Get ready. now. Uh, <laughs> I would be like, "What are you doing, mate? What, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's like you're. It's you, another man, you know, and your wife, and he's inside her, and it's all supposed to be okay and above board. But it's like, you know. Our technology hasn't progressed enough to go beyond this completely. We still have to do this part. Did he say anything weird, or was he like trying so, to talk um, her through things? Or 
he's like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up here and look, and oh, look, she's kicking, you know, <laughs> you see this thing, and then you're looking at the screen, and it's like a gray blob, and we all have to pretend like we, oh, yes, that's clearly, she looks just like me, you know, <laughs> but it's a gray blob. <laughs> so, um, we don't pay for any, like, anything in the UK for stuff like that. Do you, do you have to pay for everything, or is that like an insurance, it's... you know, like scans and... It's insurance, you know, it's, it's, um, I, with my profession, I have really great healthcare, so it's, it's basically all covered, but you know, you have like a little copay, but it's, it's the whole thing's basically taken care of, but it's mostly the fact that this man is making money from being inside my wife as I kind of just have (laughs) to look on. (laughs) He's got a great job, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How's things been with your podcast since we last spoke? The podcast, you know, I think I think we've been growing steadily. Um, you know, we have our internal goals of where we'd like to get to and stuff like that, and mm. we're not quite there yet. But every every day we grow a little bit and a little bit, you know. So hopefully, you know, doing things like this, you know, hopefully we can get some listeners. Yeah. So that's really what it's about. It's it's a really fun project, though. We made the transition to go video pretty recently. So we're shooting now, and we're mm-hmm. hoping that that can help grow a little bit more. Because you need a YouTube channel. Audio is okay. not enough anymore. No, no, definitely. Well, I saw you had uh, Brian Johnson on not long ago. Yeah, we had Brian Johnson from Tell Him Steve Dave on. That was a really cool episode. We got to talk about Midnight Express. We've had Walt on from Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, you know, I've had Chris Lodondo on from Tell Steve Dave. I'm trying to work my way through all the Tell Steve Dave guests because I kind of have a little access to them. So we'll see. And they've got big following as well. So yeah, exactly. Hopefully I can leech a little bit from there and, you know, hopefully I can use some other connections to get some other names and stuff, but (laughs) it's hard, you know, it's so hard to grow that. And that's the name of the game. It is. Yeah. We know the pain. We know the pain. For sure. Oh Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. slowly uh, we're making actually... our way through. Go on, Dan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, but because I know last time we spoke, we uh, we were doing it like episode by episode. Uh huh. In the new year, um, we just got flooded one week with so many emails that we were able. We're actually two weeks ahead now. Oh, that's you awesome! I mean? So we're almost a year of hard work, and we're now able to do. We do extra content now. Jamie's got his own conspiracy theory section. Yeah, I read out short stories. You know what I mean? It's like three times a week now. That's great, and I think the more content that you could put out, the better. Mm. And we're kind of going in that direction ourselves. Uh, we have some plans to expand into different things. Like, uh, I'll, we're good, we're looking at doing a mini documentary series, kind okay. of, and a couple of things like that where we're going to go more on the road with the show. So that's kind of where yeah. we're at. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Idea. I um, you sent the uh, Braveheart episode months ago, <laughs> and I tell you, man, your episode that was so good that once halfway through it, I was like, man, I need to watch this. So I finished your episode, and I, even though you slated all the, there's no historical action. <laughs> no, it's complete film, bullshit. But I was it like, is, yeah. I want to watch this. Yeah, so I just put it on and I watched it, and I was watching, it going, oh, I remember when Brian was like. That's bullshit. And I, mean, <laughs> that's going I started and picking like... apart my dad's heritage after that. Cause my, dad, my dad's from Edinburgh. And I was just like, uh, okay. right, dad, sit down and listen to me now. I've got some things to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's the thing with what we, we rate the movies at the end of the show. And we mm. try to rate based on historical accuracy. 
And when we got to Braveheart, all of us were just like, it's a 10. It doesn't even matter that it's bullshit. Who cares? It's fucking Braveheart. It's brilliant. It's awesome. (laughs) Such a good film. There's so many bits that I was like, I was in my car just nodding along with you. Like, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, So, I don't know. Sorry, Echo? No, no, I was going to ask you, so what's new with you guys? Just growing the show? Any life events? Things like that? Everything's been podcast. Fucking hell, it's like any spare moment. Yeah, uh, the podcast is is really... I think, as Dan said, like since uh, December, the podcast Mm -hmm. started really picking up. And the more emails we're getting in, we dropped the music segment we was doing at one point because... The emails with that included was getting too much. We started getting guests on. It was it was it was getting more and more uh, busy. And then I think yeah, trying to balance that with our work schedules is fucking difficult. And uh, like getting ahead has oh, helped man. massively, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure's off. A we bit. uh we still bank episodes. Like we've recorded the entire um. What month are we in? We're in February. So uh, March, we've recorded the yeah. whole March slate. So we're getting ready. Uh, we Jesus. we took this week off. Next week, we're going to start recording all of um, April, you know? Uh-huh. And we try to do mm. at least two episodes a week, so we're always ahead. And May, because that's when the babies do, I told them, I don't know how available I'm going to be. So I was like, get ready, because April... We're fucking going nonstop, <laughs> recording as much as possible, so may we don't have to worry about anything. So it's it's so freeing, like when you know that you don't have to like you know if anything happens or anything like, or even if you don't feel like it, you can just be like, ah, oh, it's covered anyway. We'll just take a break. Mm-hmm. And like uh... I was doing all the audio mixing and I was cutting the audio, but now that we went video, I don't have the time to edit the video. Really, in addition to um, my Tell Him Steve Dave responsibilities, because I I do a lot of their video work. Mm -hmm. So right now I have a little bit of a lull in like projects with them, so I'm able to edit a bit more. But Steve was doing all the the videos since we've went to um, a video format, and he like – was kind of mentally breaking down from it at a certain point. He's like, I, I can't do this anymore. You got to help me. And I was like, okay, I'll help you calm down, man. So it, it's, it, there's a lot of pressure. And, you know, Anthony is just like, yeah, I'll just show yeah. up and do the show. And I, he handles our Instagram mostly. And he's like, yeah, I'll do my one Facebook post. I'm good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think we tried to split it as evenly as possible. See, it's different because. Yeah, yeah, we do. And that it's hard as well because. With the more emails and stuff, obviously we wanna we don't want to miss anything because that you don't realize how much people listen every week, mm-hmm. like how it's their routine to listen, and you think to yourself I can't miss this yeah. because you'll be letting people down. So that's a little added pressure of what's going on. Exactly, like I feel a responsibility that you know all our episodes are time to come out five a.m. here on Wednesday mornings. You know, like if you're a listener, we're gonna be there for you no matter what, and like. I pride myself on making the deadline and we're coming up on almost a year's worth of episodes and we haven't missed one yet. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. That's a good thing, man. That's a good thing. That's too, man. Because on my previous podcast, (laughs) we were constantly missing it because we were doing Friday releases on my previous podcast. And then, um, I said to Dan, when we got into this, I was like, 
even if we have to record on the Thursday and I have to edit Thursday night to get it out on Friday, we'll do it. And we ended up doing that a few times, mainly because I was too busy all the it's time. It's paid <laughs> off though. Like people, were... well, there's that as well, yeah. But we actually, um, after you were on the episode, uh, we got a, a guy that listened to you, and he's actually one of our like we talk to him all the time. Like gives us feedback. His name is Brandon. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's messaged you or not, but like he's proper involved. Like we talk to him all the time. You stole our one listener. So just a little shout out. <laughs> just a, just a little shout out there for him because I know yeah. he's like, oh, I don't bring anything, but we get a lot of feedback. He's a clip- nice yeah. I, but um, I remember when our episode came out, he like commented on the Instagram that he was going to listen to you, and I was really happy that I got I got you guys a listener. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Appreciate so. it, mate. Appreciate it. Hopefully you yeah, get no, some listeners one of from our, this one as of well. our best. <laughs> That's cool. Hopefully he has oh, an yeah, email, sure. you know. You know, it bugs me. <laughs> oh, no. We asked him. We've asked him a few times. Okay. And he hasn't got anything. So it bugs me because every week on our show, I give the email. I haven't gotten one email from a listener yet. Like, we'll get Instagram comments and YouTube comments and things like that, and it's cool. But I want an email so I can answer one on the show, you know, mm, or like mm. a bunch. I haven't gotten one. All we've gotten is, like, people have used our email address to sign up for, like, porn and shit like that. So <laughs> the whole spam box is full, you know. It's all filled with, like, junk and all nasty shit. But I haven't gotten one legitimate email. We that. No, we've not had that yet. That hasn't happened to us yet. Although we do have the opposite no, problem, no, don't we? We have loads we'll... of emails, but not much social media interaction. We have like one or two Yeah, comments. no. And that's it. We had a first comment on our YouTube thing, and I was like, oh my God, Jamie. <laughs> I like fucking text him every time we got a comment. So I know the last but, um, time... Well, hopefully someone will email you. Hopefully, yeah. Uh... Like last... We had um, a, a podcast called Two Drunk Bros. Mm-hmm. And we actually had an email from a listener that emailed us and said, thanks for the collaboration episode. I've sent them an email as well. So you never know. We, you might get one from I this. hope so. Our listeners are really good that Send way. me an email, reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. I promise you will read it on the air because you have no competition. <laughs> but um, I know the last time we spoke as we were leaving, um, you mentioned that you're a Tell Steve Dave fan and listener. And you said you really didn't want to talk about it or whatever, like to me the last time. So do you have a tell him Steve? Jamie was holding. Yeah, yeah. You, I was like, like starstruck last time. I was like thinking, oh shit! <laughs> don't hold back. Like any tell him Steve Dave questions, I'm more than happy to you know talk about what I can. Um, one of the things I always wanted to know was, I don't know whether you can say it because it's always controversial online, but what happened with Mike and leaving the stash and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you guys have do you guys have a fifth amendment in uh, in the uk <laughs> no, the fifth amendment means you can't say anything yeah don't worry dad don't worry don't worry yeah uh, no. he can't he can't say nothing anyway. oh, okay. i was i was hoping That's i'd be able to catch you off guard then um no, that... nah like what's the what's the new place like in it's really cool yeah so you know anybody that is a tell steve dave listener if you make it over to this area, it's such a cool spot. I can't recommend it enough. Um, get him is basically always there. Mm. So you can I know almost... he's staying overnight a lot, isn't he? <laughs> you know, it's people think that, but so I live like basically around the corner from the from the studio, right? Yeah. So I drive past it and I I know Genem's car. 
So I always look in the parking lot and I'll be like, oh, Gedim's in or Gedim's not in. You know, he leaves, but he leaves late. You know, he leaves like one or two in the morning. All so right, okay. he doesn't he doesn't live there, contrary to popular <laughs> belief. But he does spend a lot of time there. But, you know, they have an arcade system there now. And it's just it's a cool spot to visit. And okay. there's so much Tell Him Steve Dave memorabilia and stuff like that. It's really a cool spot. Yeah, I can uh, before because obviously we're, me and the missus are going to try to have a baby soon and um nice. well within the next year or so and i keep saying we'll do our big trip to like somewhere a bit further i will go to like america or something let's go to new york and then, and she's like oh we'll go to new york and i was like while we're there we can pop over to uh new jersey for a day <laughs> she's like what it's the fuck's in new it. jersey <laughs> it's worth it if you come to new york if you come to new york and you come to New Jersey, I will take you to some of the best pizza spots in the local area. Oh, mate. I might have to, I might have to try and talk her up with it. All right. That, if you come, I promise <coughs> I will show you where the good pizza's at. I was trying to show her some Patreon videos the other day to try to talk, talk around, but she's just like, <laughs> who are these people that you're watching? I was like, trust me. Trust me, they're famous. <laughs> <laughs> That's our world. That's yeah. our world. I was there, I flew over to Canada and I stopped and uh, I saw like the Statue of Liberty in that when I was yeah. flying out. The the airport confused the hell out of me. They must have been having like work or stuff done. Uh, Newark, Newark, okay, yeah. that's That I think is the best airport in the area. Yeah, I was lost. I had to jump on like a little shuttle thing <laughs> that took me to another bit and like the security bit was like as uh, like a prop up security section i had to go through and there was tape everywhere i had no idea what I was oh doing. yeah you know after 9-11 flying getting onto the plane <laughs> became pain, miserable yeah. here you know it's like yeah you it's are really searched <laughs> right i thought i got an email that was wrong but, um i can't remember how many emails we had when you were last I... one because we now we do about six okay episodes. i think we had three last time but I'm ready to answer anything. You know, yeah. Yeah, last time you answered. So, um, <laughs> last time they were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, so this, this email I read, I was a bit, I wasn't annoyed. I was disappointed because I'm going to give you the opening line of this email and it's all you've got. I emailed and asked for more content because I was like, come on, man, you can't give me that and not give me any more. I didn't hear back. So he says, hey, boys. Have you ever had your ass eaten out by an old Chinese man? <laughs> no? Drugs are a hell of a thing, lads. <laughs> that's it. That, there's more to his email, but that's all he... Like, come on! <laughs> that's such a tease, you know what I mean? I think that was a cut scene in Kill Bill Volume 2. <laughs> where uh, Uma Thurman gets her ass eaten by Pai Mei and his long uh, beard. <laughs> <laughs> but I can personally say I have never had my asshole eaten by anybody, Anyone. let alone yeah. a Chinese man. That's a complete no-go area for me. <laughs> it's cordoned off. I'll keep you yeah, away no, from I'm the not misses. A big fan yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. But like, I'm sure the listeners are assuming that I have done it and I haven't. <laughs> I've had an old man to come I'm sorry. I've let people down. But um, yeah, so we're still waiting. That was like two weeks ago and he hasn't I was saying, but maybe that is because if he's on drugs and that, um, 
Maybe he doesn't know how he got in that Yeah, position. he just woke up. He's like woken up from a bed. Woke up, his legs are up. There's an Asian man down there. He's like, all right, this is, this is what's happening. <laughs> it's like a startled deer in the headlights. He's like, I'm just going to stay still. I'm just going to, you know what I mean? It'll be done. It'll be done. <laughs> but so his question is, he goes, anyway, as you can tell, I'm open about my recovering addiction. And I'm in a relationship with a very happy-go-lucky drinker, maybe too much drinking for my liking. I think maybe it's too much sometimes, but at the same time, I always think the way of an addict. She is, a fully func- she is fully functioning. Do you think I'm prejudging because of my past? It doesn't seem to be affecting her life, but at the same time, I don't want it to. And I don't want to be that judgmental new boyfriend. I know you both are not sober, so I'd like a normal perceptive thank you, gents. And then he says, please laugh about the beginning, which we have. (laughs) (laughs) So, Brian, you don't drink, do you, at all? You're not... uh... I am completely sober. Uh, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. I just eat horrible foods for me. And, you know, that's that's my vice. So, um, a couple of things. The first piece of advice for him is you're the man of the relationship you have to dictate all the rules and whatever you say she must follow and if she doesn't if she doesn't you gotta keep her in line no 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 no, no. I wasn't all expecting right. it to go that way yeah. right. no, no. no leave that shit um yeah no that, that's, the, that's the joke answer uh the real answer is I think it's important that as like you know, I couldn't be personally with like my wife has a drink very rarely, you know, where she's almost drinking at practically the same level as me. Like until she got pregnant, she barely drank at all. Mm. Now that she's pregnant, glug, 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 beer, wine, alcohol all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <laughs> but until she got like, sorry, fucked up. Um, No, so, like, she really isn't a drinker at all, my wife. That's just not how she's wired. So, it works, uh, because, you know, we we respect that in each other. That's just, we're simpatico with that. So, for this guy, it's an interesting position as an addict. Um, I think you have to prioritize what's most important to you. Is it your sobriety? Is it the relationship? Is it anything like that? Um... Mm. So I don't know you, you're an addict and you know how you are and how you were. So you'll know what's an acceptable level of drinking for a normal person or not. And you'll probably recognize signs in someone that they might not recognize in themselves. Yeah, exactly. But my advice is that, uh, think about how important the relationship is and your level of comfortability. And if you need to be with someone that's a complete teetotaler, I recommend that's what you should do because I think that's the best thing for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think, um... I think he's always going to look at it from like once you've been through the program, that's like ingrained in you, right? Mm. And that's what you're always gonna gonna come back to. And when you see it and stuff, even if she is, some people have no problem with alcohol and they'll drink. Like I said, she's functioning. You assume when people say like, "Oh, you're a functioning alcoholic," like. Like, I used to, I finished work and they're like doing shots and fucking, but they do a little bit throughout the day, right? You wouldn't even, unless you were with them outside of work, you wouldn't know they were drunk. No, no. I wouldn't anyway. No. I think a lot comes down to as well, like when it comes down to her drinking itself, I think 
if he's sitting there and he's feeling uncomfortable around her in that situation, he should bring it up. He should say, yeah. I feel as though you're having too much strength. If, you, if your relationship's strong enough, she will be able to take that on board and be more wary. She's not. She don't have to stop drinking altogether, but she'll be more wary that you're aware of it. And there's an addict in the house when you're trying, when you're getting out of your box. Yeah, like she shouldn't be, you know, chugging Bacardi when like he's in the next room, you no, know. No. Like, yeah, like I, I'm not an addict, but I can't imagine even going to a party where you know everyone is indulging and having fun, and you're not allowed to partake in that at all. It's mm. got to be fucking miserable. Like I, I wouldn't go at all. You know, yeah, that's just me. It, yeah, one hundred percent. Even if I go yeah. to the pub and I'm driving and my all the lads are drinking, I last about an hour and then I'm off because I'm like I'm not hanging about. <laughs> 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 See, it's a point because like in England, you can have one drink and you're still allowed to drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. they obviously they don't want you to, but you're allowed the one. In Scotland, you're not allowed any. Like mm. if I even I had a sip and got pulled over and had anything they'd be fucking raging at me, you know what I mean? So it's harder for me as well, going out for like meals and things. You just want a beer or something like that with your meal. Nah, you can't fucking touch it. So Scotland, there's zero tolerance for any of this. Yeah, they even charge zero them more for alcohol yeah. up there. They even get more uh, tax on their yeah. alcohol. Wow. It's because the alcoholism is so high in Scotland. Fucking man up uh, there. Which you can see yeah. when you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> Does Scotland suck? <laughs> nah, Scotland's not compared but, to where well, we no, where amazing. I live. But Scotland's lovely. The um the main drink up here is Buckfast, like Bucky, and which makes you laugh because they're like, oh, we put all this tax and stuff like. That. But Bucky is the cheapest and quickest way to get drunk in anywhere in the UK because it's not even from Scotland, and they don't touch, they don't ban it or anything like that. So the crackheads are still buying Bucky for like ten pound. Getting cronked and there's glass bottles rolling around. What type of alcohol is Bucky? Is it like a moonshine or? It's some weird shit. It's 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 halfway. It tastes like cheap. Yeah, it's halfway between martini and wine. It's the weirdest. Dan gave me a glass of it when he first moved up there, and it was the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. I I have never heard of this, but. Guys, it's time for us to make billions. We got to bring Bucky to America. And we got to go into every 7-Eleven, bodega, every bad neighborhood in the country and sell Bucky. We'll be like the CIA in the 90s. Oh, with the crack yeah, there, exactly. Yeah, it's a tonic wine. Tonic wine, yeah. That's what Fucking it's called. That's what it is. Yeah. A caffeinated alcoholic drink consisting of pure caffeine added to fortified wine. Ugh. Made in Devon. So, I mean, it's not even from Scotland. <laughs> Where's Devon? I remember I said in the... On Devon's our, like the lowest point of England. Um, that's far down south. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like the opposite end. Devon's actually posh. But, yeah, posh. I remember saying in the podcast before... It is posh, yeah. That's probably the way they send it up to Scotland. <laughs> they, um, so, there's a number. There's a number on the bottle which tells you how sweet and how, and obviously the the it is, and I remember a crackhead coming in when I worked at a local store uh, that I worked in, and I remember being on my hands and knees with this crackhead finding the bottles because I just moved up to Scotland, and he's like, oh yeah, you got to find this number because it means it's like really sweet, and I was like, I'll give you a hand. <laughs> I'm looking for these numbers. He bought it. He didn't steal it or anything like that, so I was happy to help him. But yeah, 
So they've got their own little things as well to know which is the best bottle. But where's a will, there's a way, you know what I mean? Wow. Oh, yeah. Bucky. I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bucky. If you ever hear Bucky, yeah, that's what they're referring to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with a new relationship and stuff like that, like Brian was saying, if you if you can't be around it or you feel like, you know, uncomfortable or anything like that, if it's a new relationship, the best thing to probably do is just to be like, talk to her about it. And if it's not working out, take yourself aside. You don't want to relapse after doing all that hard no. work. We don't know how long you've been recovered for. And, you know, it's a hard road to get off it. But you don't want to just slip and end up back that because you want to stay with a girl that, you know, is quite happily functioning in the way she is. You don't want to wake up in six months' That's time I mean. with another Chinese man between your legs, do you? <laughs> or maybe he does. <laughs> maybe that's what led him to get sober. You know, that was rock bottom. <laughs> Going old Chinatown on a Friday night. Curb calling drunk you know, and bucket. Some French champagne or some. Got some prawn crackers to take home with him after that. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helped. Um, and let us know, or was it, you know, keep in touch. If you have the rest of that first section, I want to know the story, and so does everyone else. Now they've heard it. We'll forward yeah. it to Brian as we well. Find so out. He finds out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I meant to ask you, do you guys ever get follow ups? <laughs> yes, a lot. Yeah. It's, it's very rarely, yeah, but I email everyone back, uh-huh. and sometimes they do, and sometimes you hit. Because I was wondering the last time, you know, yeah, I, I gave so I gave pretty decent advice, and I was just wondering if any of it was followed or not, you know? I know a lot of people commented on... I would have to... Uh, a lot of people commented on the fact that you came with good advice and they were happy that you brought the good advice into the episode, but I can't remember anything in particular. I would have to... I'd have to look back at what the questions were because I could remember replies, but I can't remember the... So I'd have to send you... Yeah, if you... F- if, I'm just curious. It's just, out. you know... <laughs> this time round, we'll make sure I know we, we do did it. Say, they said the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, we hear back from that one. I want to. Our very, our on. very first listener, actually, she was a teacher. I'm trying to remember now, she was a teacher who was asking about a relationship mm-hmm. at work. She wanted to yeah. ask someone out at work, and now she's actually engaged to. The oh, person all right. After she, our advice, so. she needs to name the baby after you guys. Yeah. That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said that as well. You know, because. <laughs> We were trying to get an invite. Daniel, Jamie, or Jamie, Daniel. You could do it either way, boy or girl, you know. Yeah. DJ, yeah. We, um, we had another gentleman as well. Um, his housemate, he wasn't sure whether he was in the friend zone or not. And he now is dating her and he's asked us advice because he wants to ask her to marry him. Hey, all right. And he wanted I'm happy advice, anytime so. someone gets out of the friend yeah. zone. So good job. Oh, mate. We were we were adamant. We were like ninety five percent. We sure were totally wrong. Yeah, she was just doing it. Yeah, and he asked her, and it turned out. So we were happy to be wrong <laughs> that time. You know what I mean? More than happy. Made him confront her though, didn't it? So that's the good thing. Yeah, the anomaly. Yeah, because she felt the same way, but she didn't know how to speak to him about it. So. Um... So what was she doing? Here, just like I mean? dropping her towel, like looking back and stuff, you know? Every time she turned around, she had a nip. She out. was. <laughs> she was like, um, they were like making dinner together. They were like cuddling while mm. watching films oh. and things like that. And he was saying that she was always with someone, and this is the only time she hasn't. 
and we were like, oh, she's just looking for a friend because you're living together. And, f- you know, generally looking female friends, company, they do yeah. cuddle watching yeah. films. and yeah. You have to take your so, shot, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what we mm-hmm. said and he did. And All right, good. Like I said, we're happy to be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, this would be a quick one. All so, right. he says, I was sat in a barbershop chair the other day looking at myself in the mirror thinking how ugly I am. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> like all men do when it... it... <laughs> yeah. I was doing that earlier. Anyway, like all men do when it came up, that like I'm getting some grey hairs coming through, which really didn't help my self-esteem. I feel like I'm way too young for grey hairs. Have you guys gone through the pain yet? I know I'm around Jamie's age. I'm only a couple years older than him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so we're all in the same boat. Also, is it acceptable to dye my hair or not as a bloke? I find it a strange idea, but I don't think old enough. I don't think I'm old enough for grey hair. I started going grey when I was twenty. <laughs> it's a gift from my mother. She went grey really young as well. My eyebrows—you can't see it in here—but like that inside has started to go grey. It's stress, isn't it? That's what I say. It's stress. <laughs> stress does it. it turns grey. <laughs> i um i dye my beard constantly i dye it every i was gonna say someone yeah died. i dye it every couple of weeks because i have like 15 different colors come out of my beard so i look like a homeless person if i don't dye it so it gets dyed so i wouldn't worry about dying yeah i would honestly go ahead with doing it i when I was 18, I used to dye my hair different colours. There's actually a photo of me, a family photo, which my mum's not happy about, because I was lazy as well. So my hair just goes curly like a Jufro <laughs> when I grow yep. it out. And it and it was like the roots were blonde, because obviously I was bleaching it. And then it was like blue, green, yellow, all oh, of my God. hair, and it was like curly. <laughs> but that's what, you know what I mean? I was young. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> that's when you could do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't do it now. Fucking hell, I can imagine the people at work I come in with like bright yellow hair or something. So, you know, as a fellow, well, as an ugly American, you know, uh, I feel like I could speak to this. So I'm just starting to get some grays going. I'm not there yet. But this is what I'll say. Almost nothing matters in the world as much as how you look. So, hmm. like, if you're married and you already have it locked down, you can let yourself go like I did. Like when I met my wife, I was I would cut weight because I wrestled in high school. So like I would lose like ten pounds before every date. So like I would really get my weight down and look good. And like I did it for the wedding, so I looked good in the photos, and then I put on eighty pounds after that. So like so it's all utilitarian. So like if you need to dye your beard, you need to do whatever you gotta do to look good, do it. But if you're married and it doesn't really matter how much how you look anymore, you got a girl, you're you're locked in. Mm. You can let yourself go if you want, you know. But yeah. it's it's a choice. Or you know, maybe you have a little gray. You have like a poly walnuts from the Sopranos thing going on. So <laughs> yeah, you know. That's but yeah, <laughs> I um, I always loved Max from Catfish. He's got four. Oh gray. yeah, yeah, Do yeah. Ever seen yeah. Catfish? Yeah, like the not the host. The other okay, one, yeah, like the yeah, yeah. I, I know the show you're talking about. Yeah, he pulls that straight off. Like it's all white. 
I can't wait to go grey. I don't understand this whole. Obviously, I've been doing it since I was twenty, but I don't get the whole. Oh, I found a grey hair. Oh, man, like, Dan. Man. Last year, Just I was pigment. having fucking panic attacks over my grey hair. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> what actually happened to me was I was in the bar because I'm so conscious. My dad's bald, so I'm so conscious about going bald. And I, I, he was he was like combing my hair back, and he goes, "I goes to him. Do you see any receding at all?" And he was like, nah, but you got a few greys coming through. I was like, what? I've turned 30, I've got a bad back, and now I've got grey hair. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? So, yeah. Uh, it's just a colour pigment, isn't it? Any more grey, I'll be dying it, I think. It doesn't say anything. Yeah, getting older sucks. The other day I was driving with my wife in the car, and <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, you have uh, hairs in your ear. You have, sorry, yeah, you have hairs in your ear. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, you have uh, ear hair. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm getting to that level. Like, I was like, fucking pull that shit out. Get it out. <laughs> so, yeah, now I need to buy a Mark fucking... I need to buy, like, a razor for my ears because I'm going to fucking have, like, old man fuzz coming out of them soon. Oh, mate. <laughs> do they do them? Are they, like, nose crackers? I think they're, like, the things you probably yeah. do, isn't they? Mm-hmm. It's the same one. I had a great uncle. Oh man! Slightly off. Well, not slightly off topic. Off on oh, hair. I had a great uncle that had hair on the bridge of his nose. He was when he was when he was older, <laughs> and it like it, we sent him to the barbers when he was in Ireland on a, a family holiday, and he had like a Mohican going on in his fucking <laughs> nose, and we was like, Uncle Andrew, you need to go to the barbers to get your hair cut, and his hair was like pristine, not on his head, not the fucking nose hair. <laughs> And we was like, we had to whisper to the barber, like, please, can you just shave the end of his nose off? Because <laughs> we had a wedding the next day, and we was like, we don't want that in the photos. <laughs> See, I think I would want that in the photos, so I could show people, look at this fucking thing! <laughs> uh, no one believes me now, because he's the only person that I've ever met that's had nose on the bridge of his nose. Uh, no, uh, hair on the bridge of his nose. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. It's mad, that's, yeah. That's interesting. And he's Irish. It's not like he's a hairy breed of human, you know. Like... <laughs> yeah, he's not like Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now nah, I think grey. I think going grey is natural. So I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Look, it, it all matters on you know how you want to look and present yourself. Yeah, it's personal That's preference, really it. isn't it? Yeah. If yeah. you're married though, and you're you don't need to really worry about chicks or getting laid or anything. Fucking let yourself go grey if you want. And if it matters to that much to you, die it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's twenty twenty three. Yeah, oh yeah. When it's twenty twenty three, people can pick their gender, do whatever the fuck they want, so don't worry about dying your hair. There's no more societal rules. It's a free for all. Yeah, you could identify as macaroni and cheese if you wanted, so <laughs> Yeah. You could you could do whatever. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Right. So this is a question. Uh, a quick question for me and Jamie. I just wanted to ask a quick question. The great uncle... Oh, it's, <laughs> Joe's not going to like that. The great uncle Joe. I don't know if he means like great uncle or great. Uh, which is... What is his relation to you guys? Daniel calls him uncle and Jamie calls him Joe. Well, I was in the thought process that it was Jamie's uncle. Would you like to answer yes, that, Yes, he's my uncle. He's my mother's brother. He's my uncle. I was trying to take a picture of him the other night at a family party, with me and him like arms around each other, but we were so drunk we couldn't manage it. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's 
But he does have a go at you, doesn't he? Because he said to you, you don't call me Uncle Joe and Dan yeah. does. On the because podcast. I work with him, it's weird that if I'm, if I'm, because we all, he, we both vape, <coughs> we'll be standing in, in the vaping area or smoking area <laughs> at work and like there's a group of us, a group of guys. I don't want to be like, oh, Uncle Joe. So I call him Joe. But obviously, you've only met him in a family context, Dan. So you, you're you're calling him by the the given name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's, we'll he's my uncle. The three of us. Yeah, I'll get a photo with him. Yeah. Right. So they do have a question. So it says, so weekly I travel from uh, London to Newcastle. For Brian, how was that? What's like? So Newcastle. Like wait, hold on, hold on, wait. I want to do my. I want to see my uh, my UK geography. How I'm doing here. Ooh. So London is <laughs> is like the southernmost like big city, right? And Newcastle is like a little yeah. more north, right? Isn't it kind of uh not too yeah. far from like Nottingham? Yeah, it's above. It's above Nottingham, below. No, it's above Manchester, Scotland. is it? Is it? Yeah, it's closer to Scotland yeah, than Manchester. Is. Outside, isn't it? Yeah, that's I'd say yeah, that's yeah, eight it takes hour me drive. Like two hours to get there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. for my podcast, we did the movie uh, Mince Meat. Did you guys see that movie? Uh, I've, I've, I've it's no, on. I um, it's on Netflix. TV. Yeah, but it's it's a pretty good movie. It's worth watching. But anyway, there's a point in the movie where they drive from. London all the way up to uh, the, like the cliffs of Scotland. I don't know what the northernmost point is, but they do it because they have to like drop Hot like news. a um like a sub into the water or whatever. And it takes it. We did the math and like it's like a six seven hour drive mm. to go from end to end. For here, that's really not too bad. Um, like my buddy Chuck Staden, mm. who does tell him Steve Dave work. He was driving four or five hours from Rhode Island to Jersey to film. So it's, yeah, it's not too unheard of. I commute (laughs) myself. I commute about an hour, 20 minutes every day from, from my house to work back and forth. So, you know, I commute almost three hours a day driving. See, I used to do that when I worked in my, when I worked in retail, I was working down in Essex, which is about. It should only take 45 minutes, but with traffic, it takes you an hour and a half. Um, I think going to Newcastle, if we didn't have the M6 and all that bullshit that happens when you go up all the roads that we've got constant roadworks, I think it would probably take you about six hours, wouldn't it? Six hours from yeah. London? Yeah. But uh, on a normal day, you think doing that, yeah. probably be closer to 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure with Fucking traffic, traffic, it's, going. you know, different... But so why is this yeah. person doing this for work for work? <laughs> so it says yeah. it become. Yeah. For work. Yeah. It's becoming more and more unreasonable and not easy with strikes, etc. I'm debating on looking for work up here, but I will be, but it will be mean the total career change. What do you think? I'm spending a lot of time on bus replacements. That's taking twice the amount of time. Please let me know your opinion. Well, on a second note, my boss is a total tool. <laughs> And he is making my life difficult at every junction. I know for the fact that him and a woman from another department are having an affair. Would it be total crazy to make it public knowledge, or is that a step too far? I thought I'd add that in because that would be a factor in if you want to leave your fucking work, yeah. wouldn't it? Okay, so <laughs> my my first reaction was to be, why not just move closer to your job? 
mm. you know, move closer to mm-hmm. Newcastle. But that last piece of information, knowing that he's utterly miserable in his job, changes things. So now I think he should probably look for some sort of career change or find work, or even if he could stay in the same field. I'm sure there's competitors to whatever this is. I don't know. But I will tell you guys a story that I told on my podcast one time. So I uh, I won a Super Bowl bet, right? And I won $500. So, And this was 2012, so I was younger. 500 bucks is a decent amount of money. And this guy, it was a pool. So all the workers were in there, the whole restaurant. The guy stole all the money and bought drugs and he put it up his nose. And yeah, and I told the guy, I was like, look, that's what you did. I want my money by this date or I'm kicking the shit out of you. Bottom line. And I gave him a month, which is generous because he stole everybody's gambling money. So the date comes. And I was working at a restaurant at the time. And the guy is like, look, I don't have your money, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. No problem. So I went in the parking lot after work. I got out before him. I put on a black ski mask, black hoodie, black jeans, black gloves. (laughs) I looked like the ninja. I was like, I am the knight. You know, I I went straight Batman. And, (laughs) And I waited for him in the parking lot. And the guy ended up, you know, running away. And we had a fight in the parking lot and I I choked him out and a manager came out and she pulled my mask off and unmasked me. And I was like, I want my fucking money. So the next day comes and I was taken off the schedule and I was fired <clears throat> and I played stupid. I was like, why am I fired? What did I do? And they're like, you know what you did. And I was like, no, I don't. And they call me into the manager's office and they're playing these tapes, right? And they're like, we know it was you. I was like, all right, you got me. (laughs) So they're like, you're fired. And I was like, okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, I want my money or I'm going to tell the police that there was illegal gambling going down in this establishment and I will bring this whole restaurant down. You'll be shut down. I want my money. I want a good recommendation and I want this, right? So they're like, yeah, okay, we'll see. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I fucked up the timeline of events. The day before the meeting, I followed the guy and the girl home. I followed them like in a car and I knew that they were sleeping together. So at this meeting, I pull out a blank DVD (laughs) and I say, this is a copy of video proof of the two of them living together. You can keep it. I have more. It's a complete bluff. But I was like, I'll prove that an employee was sleeping with the manager. I'll prove that there was illegal gambling. I will bring this whole place down. I want unemployment. I want a good recommendation. And I want my 500 bucks. And I got all three. So burn it down, man. That's my advice. Pull a bluff if you need to. Take out a blank DVD. Claim it's proof. Make a list of demands. Go out in a blaze of glory. If I was that manager and you were trying to do that to me, I'd I'd lock the door and only one of us would get out. That was absolutely brilliant story. Yeah, I I fucked up the telling of it. My timeline was a little off. I'm sorry, but yeah, that that's a completely true story. And I pulled out a blank DVD and I blackmailed my uh 
my old boss. <laughs> Fucking hell, I think we're too polite to do shit. That's like such that. like an American oh, yeah. thing, right? Like just bold American yeah, asshole yeah. shit. I don't think any uh, what would happen in the UK British is they, people do stuff. You like would that. just never turn up again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you never, just, see, yeah, never to be seen gone. again. That's that would, it. That, that would, if they unmasked you like Batman in the car park, yeah, <laughs> because you was beating up the guy that owed you money, you would never be seen again. That's that's what would happen. <laughs> but I think um, oh, the commute would be so much worse. I don't know what your bus system's like in America, but our buses are absolute shit. No, no, there's no offense against the bus drivers and stuff like that. But there's always someone that's pissed themselves. There's always someone that's talking to themselves. To commute from London to Newcastle for work. And we're having a lot of problems with, like, obviously, we're going for a living crisis. Everyone's striking for money. Rail strikes, buses, teachers, NHS, everything. It's not fucking worth it. There's no way, like, I I would just find a different career. So much easier. You wouldn't have to deal with your manager. You wouldn't have to deal with the commute. You might actually find a job that you enjoy. It ain't fucking worth it. You, you know what I mean? The thing we do in the UK is we bitch and we mm. moan. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, when, like, me and Jay were managers, <laughs> no one wants to deal with anything. It'll be quite easy enough just to go up to someone and be like, I'm unhappy. But they won't do that. <laughs> so you've just got to deal with everyone moaning about everyone else all the time. They don't want to leave their job because they're comfortable doing the same yeah. thing every day, but they want to moan about it. <laughs> and I'm in the belief, if you're not happy... Fuck off and find somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. That's, you know oh, I mean? yeah. That's, you know, maybe this is the American in me. You know, that's that's what we're founded yeah. on, you know. <laughs> Leave if you're unhappy and find happiness. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you hate something, quit. <laughs> Leave. Do something else. You're not 100%. obligated. 100%. What I would add to exactly. that is where, well, yeah, as well, like, though, um... is fucking... I would 100%, 100% dub them in. If they're sleeping together and they're cheating on their partners, <laughs> fuck it. Or well, I would find a job. My my advice is to find another job. As soon as that job's lined up, don't even give a notice. Just say, right, I'm going. I'm I'm gone in a week, and then just cause mayhem for a week and then fuck off. That's what I would do. Stop doing. I'm stop, with him. Stop working. Whatever you, whatever your job is, just don't do it, and then just cause absolute mayhem. And then on the last day, if you're doing like a Zoom call, say. Just say, oh, by the way, Sandra and uh, Derek are fucking each other. Bye. See you later. Off you go. Yep. Burn it all down. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, over here, you're not allowed to give a bad reference exactly. anymore. Oh, so... You don't have to give... It's illegal, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to give, like, an extensive one, but you're not allowed to go, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. He does this. You can just go, oh, yeah, he worked for us between this time frame and this time frame. And you can just leave it at that, which obviously is a bad sign. Yeah, but... But they can't... I got in trouble for that, you know, actually. When I was a manager, I had a girl, Kaylee, working for me. And she stole about £16,000 worth of cigarettes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, she's long gone. I, if, as far as I know, she's probably in prison right now. But uh, she got caught for it, yeah. And I sacked her, got rid of her, and... A care home called me up about six months later, asking me for a reference for her. And I was like, "Oh no, Katie hasn't worked with me for six months." Um, there was like, "Oh, when was her end date?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then I just didn't answer any questions they gave me. <laughs> and then I got a phone call from head office, 
And they were like, right, you need to make sure you answer the questions next time they call. And then when they called me again, I didn't answer again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be difficult. <laughs> And I thought, no one's telling me what to do. And then I, I got a final warning from the head office just saying, or what, oh, I can't remember what they were called. What were they called, Dan? It was like, speak to people or something, wasn't it? Oh. I don't know what it was. It was like a HR line. Anyway, you never dealt with a person. Yeah. You always dealt with like a group of people. And I was just like, okay, I'll do yeah, it. And you I just said, yeah, she worked here like from 2000 and whatever to 2000 and whatever. That's funny. Fucking shit. But yeah, you always get, um, like I work with a guy, he's like a proper <clears throat> arrogant bloke and he's like, oh, when this person's going to come down, I'm going to tell him this, I'm going to tell him that. And then the bloke would come down and be like, oh, how you doing, man? He'd be like, oh, yeah, not bad, man. Just pod along. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what we do over here. <laughs> You're like bitching, you moan, you threat. And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, all's good. All's good. <laughs> but no, I definitely find something else commute i don't know, like commuting i don't know what it's like about driving for like an hour and 20 minutes but like i think commuting and stuff like that plays a toll on your mind you know what i mean getting in traffic dealing with this and that and it's just that's by what... the time you got to work you're not prepared for work at all mm, that's what got me into podcasts i, I mean <laughs> listening oh, yeah. listening to podcasts on the way to work sometimes i have so at the moment because i listen to so many podcasts i actually listen to one on the way to work and then I would listen to the back of the back to back episode on the way back. So I find myself like putting episodes off just to listen to them on my commute. Yeah, that's that's what podcasts are so great for. You know, just to have something to listen to listen to to zone out as you're going to work, it makes all the difference. Like I get up super early for work so I could beat the traffic. So I get up, you know, four thirty-five in the morning to mm. start my commute to work, and then my job begins at seven thirty. So I have, you know, a pretty long morning before I'm even like starting. Yeah, I do. Mm. I think I wake up about four, quarter past four, half four, and then I've got to be in work for six. But I've got to do this whole thing where, because I'm on a long shift at the minute, I've got to drop my dog to my mum's house because he can't be left for twelve hours. I do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. And it's just like, I spend this whole time just in my car. And if I didn't have, if I only had music, I'd be with my own thoughts and my mental health would be through the roof. (laughs) 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 So it's like, I need something there, especially if it's funny. If it's funny, it keeps me going. Sorry for stopping, by the way. I just keep getting a, a cough, it just keeps coming back. I did. <clears throat> so we bastard. did a guest show. Like, we did a guest spot on this guy's podcast. It still never aired, by the way, which is fucking insane to me. But, like, we, the guy was like, yeah, you'll be on for an hour. And we were on with this guy for almost, like, three, four hours. Jeez. Yeah. And I, I was coughing the entire show. And the <laughs> next day, it turned out I had COVID. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, oh fucking hell! <laughs> yeah, so you're not you're not coughing at that level because I was nonstop. Yeah, there's been a few episodes, yeah, no, especially during. And... Go on. Especially what? Dur- no, I was, I was just about to say was... uh, during the summer it. with a hay fever, man. Trying to cut out my sniffing uh... is fucking insane. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I've, I'm always I got all around here um, allergies, which I found out is always good. And add to my list of things going wrong. <laughs> so I'm always my nose is always blocked in. It doesn't help that I chose a job where I work in a fucking chiller either. <laughs> so on top of the coughs and the colds and the allergies, I got freezing cold all the time. Right. So I'm going to read out this beginning right. bit just because, just because I liked it, and it it picks me and Jane up a little bit. <laughs> so, so she says, "I'm writing in because I love your confidence in yourselves. You both know who you are in this world, and you are brutally honest about people's situations. I love that some of your answers to people's situations would make me cry, and I'm glad you don't hold back. Make her cry. Honesty is best policy. Yeah." Because some of our subjects are quite, you know, sometimes they're quite yeah, sensitive, suppose, yeah, but we handle yeah. them. We handle them properly, Jamie. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and she said, "I have one for you." My my ex boyfriend has just got back in contact with me after three years. We finished because he moved to America, but we had a good relationship. He's moved. He's moving back to Holland next month and wants to go on a date. I'm now in a relationship, super early relationship. I don't know what to do now. I'm drawn back because I love the guy, but my boyfriend now is amazing. Please help. So I'm going to let you two guys talk for this a second because I've actually replied to her because I knew we were ahead. And I want to see if my response to her matches up with what you guys say. Okay. okay. So I, before my wife, my last relationship was this girl from Ireland who was in America working as an au pair. And she left... She had to go back home. Her green card expired. And, you know, she went back home to Ireland. And I was really sad and devastated about it, of course. And, you know, I was a whiny pussy at the time. But, (laughs) um, you know, in that time, you know, you grow and you change and things move on. And you can't focus on the past and live in the past you are going to potentially ruin a current good thing to try to recreate the past. There's an expression. You can um, you can never step foot in the same river twice as the same person because you're always changing. The water's always flowing. This is kind of the same deal. Uh, you're never going to be the same person you were in that other relationship. He's never going to be the same person. You have a relationship now. See where it goes. Maybe the Holland thing doesn't work out and he comes home and then your relationship with this guy doesn't go anywhere or whatever. If it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. But don't sabotage current happiness looking for something in the past. You know? Mm, I agree. I agree. I think um, (laughs) with um, that especially, I think with the new relationship, you've not really given it a chance yet as well. So like, you know that it wasn't a big enough commitment from that guy, the previous guy in the first place to stay with you. Like, obviously it might not have been his choice. Like with you, Brian, her green card ran out. She had to go. But with uh, this fella, he could have chose to go to America for a job or whatever. So his commitment to you wasn't a hundred percent. So if this guy you got with you now is committed and you're having a good time, I think see it out. Because if it doesn't last, this guy's always going to be around. He's, if he's looking now, he's going to be looking then. So I think, I don't think it's anything worth giving up what you're currently going through. There was a or, reason you split up. Or alternatively, 
devil's three-way. Have both of them. Go all in, you dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> Get him high-fiving over the top of you. Test both their boundaries. See how bad they really want you. <laughs> we've had that. We've had that on the podcast, haven't we, Dan? We have that, yeah. Um, so this is why I'm quite happy to have you back, Brian, because you pretty much hit the you know the nail on the head there with what I said. So what I said to her, I always refer to as we, Jamie, just to let you know, just so I don't... If I dig it don't in... Don't worry, I'll read your replies, Dan. I'll read your replies. So I said to her, if he's not going to be around for long and you're still in love with him, there's probably not that there. If, if he's coming back and just wants to relive something from the past and then intends to disappear again, it's not worth it. The new guy's going to be your future. It might be the best thing for you. You will always have those memories of your ex, and sometimes that's the best way to, to put. That's the best place to put them. Um, and you might better be out. Uh, and you might be better off the heartache if you get back together. Three years is a long time, and he could be a completely different person. And then I said, "We hope." But that's basically what you say, right? Like you've changed. You're different people, and you could meet up with him, and it's not at all the same. And you've given up something new. Mm. So I think, yeah, the best thing to do is just to say to him, you know, if you want to meet up with a coffee and catch up, there's no harm in that. But I would think breaking up with someone new for this person is just silly. And he was in America with a British Uh, accent. Do you know how much ass this guy was probably getting? Do you know what he's carrying with him right now? (laughs) Keep that in mind, Dan. Keep that in mind. (laughs) Oh, I just got told that when I went to Canada. Of course. It's, not a it's like problem. a natural aphrodisiac yeah. for friggin' American women. Now, my <laughs> accent over there probably has the opposite effect. They're like, oh my god, this horrible, <laughs> shrill New York accent is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> now, I think you'll get attention. It's good the they've only ever seen, attention. like, Snatch. <laughs> Snatch and Lockstock, that's all they've ever seen, and they think you're, like, rough as well, I Yeah, the, what did the guys from Two Drunk Bros compare me to? They, they said Dan uh, spoke, like, posh. I speak like Idris Elba. In fact, they thought I was black before uh, (laughs) before they come onto the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can now, but um, yeah, we hope. Well, yeah, we hope that you got the email and you decided to stay with, and that was the best thing for you. If not, email it again. Yeah, please tell your feedback. Please, sometimes some some of the juicy ones, Brian, just don't uh, email back. I'm just like, please. Yeah, you don't know if they took your advice or if they're like, fuck them. I'm gonna do what I want anyway. Yeah, and then sometimes we get <laughs> yeah, like exactly, an answer yeah. like six months later, and we're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we always bring it up. We in do, the podcast yeah. We make, we make sure you know we mean, say but... it. Yeah, but it doesn't put me off. I'll always, uh, I'll always reply. So. <clears throat> I wanted to quickly say he said um, it's true what the listeners say listening to you guys is like sitting and bullshitting with your mates in the pub on a Friday night I like that um, but he says I have an issue I've fallen out with my dad over a disagreement of a family issue I know I'm in the right but my dad is stubborn is a stubborn bastard <laughs> and he would never admit a fault or anything do you guys think I should suck up my pride and apologise to my dad or stay strong and wait for the old dog to sort out his act Okay, so this is interesting. Mm. I have not spoken to my father in over 10 years, minimum. 
I think wow. 2008 was the last time. So 15 years. I haven't spoken to my father. Uh, we are completely estranged. We have nothing to do with each other. You know, we don't talk. We don't communicate. We're completely different things. He lives. He's out of New York City. I don't know where he lives. We don't talk at all. So my first reaction is to tell you to tell your dad to fuck off and, you know, don't apologize. <laughs> I don't know what the issue is, though. I don't know if this is a major slight, a minor slight. Yeah. I can't tell you that. Only you can. I will say that it's your only father unless you have a account on like a sugar daddy website and you are looking for sugar daddies, <laughs> in which case you could have multiple, multiple daddies. Show some skin, get some cash. Sugardaddies.com, uh, sponsorforme.com, I think is one. So you could find a sugar daddy. But as far as your real dad, you know, I don't know. Look, your dad's an older guy. Older people aren't going to change. They are Different how they generation, are. Uh... Exactly. Only you can determine the value of your relationship with your father. And also, empty apologies are great. I apologize for shit I'm not sorry about all the time. Everybody does. So if if you really just want to patch things up with your father, you could apologize and have it be a hollow, empty apology and no deep down you're right anyway. But that's up to you. Uh, how's your relationship with your father, Jamie? Um, so... I'm, 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 well, I would say lucky, I suppose. My parents, like, I never grew up in, a, like, a broken home or nothing. I grew up with mum mm-hmm. and dad, which is quite rare, believe it or not, in, amongst, like, my friends. That's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, if it's, as you said, like, if it's a petty argument, it's your only dad. Get over it. Be the bigger man and start chatting to him. But if it is something serious, if they've upset your mum in any way, if they've done something that you don't think is morally right, then let them be stubborn. Let them be the p- bad person. If you if you act like you're being just as argumentative as they are, then you're going to end up in a, the same situation. So I think being the bigger man is the best way to be, but it also depends. Sometimes we need context with things, and this is one of those, I think. Because if, it, if it's something I'm, that's huge... I'm actually in this exact situation with my dad. Mm. Well, Brian just said right the same. Now. He's very... So, he's, he hasn't spoke to his dad in 10 years. Over, yeah. 15 years. Yeah, I haven't spoke... Seven... Eight years. I haven't spoke to mine. I went down... When I first moved to Scotland, I went down south. And I always made sure to keep up with my nan. Mm-hmm. And I went round. And me and my dad have always had, like, a rocky relationship. Mm-hmm. Um... And I, you know, every time she brought him up, I'd get upset and I'd say, you know, I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah. So she rung him and then I got this long email calling me a coward and how I drive all the way down from Scotland just to upset my nan, blah, 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 blah. And I was back and forth. So I was like, well, fuck off then. And because we're so stubborn and so much alike, it's just it's nothing. But I did actually, um, during the second lockdown, I did send an email to his wife. Um, saying if you want to speak, I hope you're all okay. And if he wants to speak, here's my mobile number. And uh, he never got in touch. Uh, I don't know about you, Brian, but I think sometimes I think to myself, like, 
look, me personally, I don't ever think to myself, I wonder what if he thinks what I'm up to, like if he wonders what I'm doing or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite, I'd quite happily talk to him again, you know what I mean, but stubborn, so, stubborn, isn't it? So I have no desire to contact my father at all. Uh, we are completely es- okay. estranged uh, in every way. Um, I'll tell you guys real quick why we're estranged. Um, so when I was, it was on my 18th birthday, I was just turning 18. Um, I discovered that my father was having an affair on my mother and this really pissed me off. And like, I wouldn't have had any problem if they got divorced and he had a relationship or anything like that. It's the fact that I found, I find it so cowardly to do that with your wife of at the time, you know, 20 something years, if you're that unhappy to not just leave, you Mm. know, to, to, to lie Mm. and do all this. And I discovered it and it really like upset me. And eventually, you know, this led to a divorce and they split up and my father like was just a complete scumbag after that. Like, like my sister was younger and he wouldn't give child support and like all this shit. And he was just being a scumbag. And he ran off and had another family and all this stuff. And eventually, like, because, like, I've always made YouTube videos and things like that. Like, just, you know, the creative stuff that I'm trying to do. And I would not have any communication or talking to him or anything like that. And there was one day when he commented on one of my YouTube videos. I deleted the comment. I was like, look, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want you to like watch my videos to comment on my videos. Like you're doing your thing. Go away. Leave me alone. Mm. Right. And he lost his shit. He called me up and left me a threatening voicemail where he was like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like all this shit. He, it was to be honest, it was great trash talk. Like me and my friends quote it to this day. He's like, (laughs) he's like, I only have one good arm, but I will fuck you up. And like all the, all these great lines, like honestly, really funny shit. Uh, he's like, I, I'm, Jew- my mother's Jewish. So I'm half Jewish. She's like, I will beat the Jew out of you. Like all this shit. Like, like he got racial with it and stuff. So, so he like that, the last words, my father actually, he said to me where I will beat the Jew out of you punk. And you know, that was on the voicemail. I really, when I, I was actually in Canada, when I got that phone call, I wanted to respond and say, you know where I live, come on down, stand outside, call my name. I'll fight you on the front lawn. I don't give a fuck. But I was like, I'm just going to let that go. I'm not going to have a fight. And you know, I didn't hear from him for years and years and years after that. And actually when we started the YouTube channel, I would see him make comments on the, um, on the YouTube videos and I was like, motherfucker, why are you like still even care about the shit I did? So I just block all his accounts whenever they come up and he made a mm. second account and I just block them as they come up. But, you know, I have zero wow. relationship with my father or desire to. So it's like three yeah, no, there's I think... like three different situations there, isn't it? There's like uh-huh. me close with my dad, Dan's like in the like froze of he would speak to him if it come to it and then with you is like the far extreme to what i am was like relationships done there's no coming back from that 
Yeah. So I think I think there's three good perspectives there for this one, definitely. So yeah, my, yeah. probably but, you probably fall closer to Daniel in the middle. Mm. You know, that's kind of my hunch. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yeah. I um I think in an ideal world, obviously no one wants to fall out with their family and stuff like no. that. I think if it's fresh and um well, like we said, you need more context, right? We don't know what happened or anything like that. I think if there's forgiveness there, it's better for you just to suck it up and um and make amends. Because I've yeah, I mean, my sisters have got kids and I always feel like I'm not welcome down there, even though they say I am, just because I don't think I want to bump into my dad, right? So I've missed out on seven, eight years. I've never even met their kids. I wouldn't know them at all. Wow. And I think myself, if either of us had just taken that step, mm-hmm. I would have got a bit more out of my family. But you can't change people. I mean, if that's the way that's the way we are. But yeah, if I was you and the context is there and you have the right to, you know, just take it on the chin and just let him be stubborn and you just be the bigger man, I would do that. Yeah, if, if it's a minor slight, no, I mean, definitely give a bullshit hollow apology, know you're right inside, and just fucking, yeah, 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 you're right, you're yeah. right. What makes, what I think yeah, is brilliant about this, person, yeah, yeah, is we've gone really deep with this, but they could have had an argument over a fucking apple pie or something, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's not, yeah. But it's all about context, right? I like, I like the hope they hadn't emailed in for an apple pie. Oh, I wish they did, and they got but like I that deep, heavy a... shit. <laughs> but um, I think Dad's one of those subjects, right? Especially for me, I've got massive mm. fucking mm. for a lot of people, man. A film a on where like a dad turns to someone and is like, "I love you, son," and I'm balling like a fucking bitch because I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I wish my dad did that, and I'm like crying like a fucking baby, but. Everyone's got their triggers, right? That's that just happens to be my one. <laughs> yeah, true. I can't remember. Oh, I was watching Ant Man the other day. The new one. And there's a Keep bit it. where the daughter <laughs> runs in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's right, no right. spoilers. The daughter hugs Ant Man and he, and she's like, "I love you," and he's like, "I'm so proud of you," and I'm just fucking <laughs> just holding it in. It's like just fuck off. Non spoilers. Non spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Did you like the new one? Me? Right. I hate the Marvel films as well, and I love okay. Them. So I'm I'm a Marvel zombie. I've hated I've hated almost all of four, Phase Four, but I mm. I like it. I thought Ant Man like I thought this new one was yeah. pretty enjoyable, and I don't know why it seems everybody in the world fucking hates this movie. I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah, solid, yeah. you know. I'm really yeah. looking forward. I'm, I'm watching it Paul Sunday, Rock. and I'm really looking forward to watching it because. Everyone that I speak to that I know has good opinions on the Marvel films mm-hmm. um, is there saying it's a good film. Everyone that I think is just like this mm. like, follows the fucking trend that because it's not amazing flipping around fucking Captain America and all that shit that it's, it's a shit film. Or even like the TV. It's, Phase 4 was pretty poor. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Black Panther, I think Black Panther was a little bit overplayed. Seeing the wings on uh, Namor's feet upset me. Um... That film was just crying. That was just two hours of the finding different ways. I think they should have just left it alone. I think they should have just left it alone. But um, I'm looking forward to watching it Sunday. I'm I'm hoping, because now Brian's another person that said it's a good film that I'm. I'm gonna enjoy it. Yeah, it's look, it's not a great movie, 
But mm. it's not like this horrible shit it's movie. It's not for Love and Thunder. Oh my god, that was fucking terrible. Fucking yeah, hell, that was terrible. I fucking hated that Gee, film. <laughs> that was that was the first. Oh my Mar- god, that's... that was the first Marvel movie where I felt like they were insulting my intelligence. Yeah, where they're like, yeah. "You have no capacity yeah. to think. You're a stupid fucking idiot. You're gonna like this no matter what happens." That's really how I felt watching that movie. Yeah. Do you want a, a ten fuck. stone overweight Russell Crowe pretending to be Zeus? <laughs> Here you go. That's what you got. That was so annoying because I could see him as Zeus as being quite a good character, but he had a stupid yeah. accent, a stupid fucking yeah. wardrobe. The whole thing they did stupid was stupid, where he was like throwing the fucking thing in there. Because yeah. the the Hall of the Gods was cool. I thought that was really cool. Like they had like little funny little jokes in there, and then they turned to him and he looks like an idiot. I was just like, oh mate, please. Yeah. They make they made Hercules nah. look cool. At Fuck the end, off. Man. That's that's one good thing. Yeah, that was a good tease, but it's like, it's so hard for me to be excited about anything Marvel is doing, because so much of it has been shit right. recently, you know? What um, what about the latest trailer with The Flash? Have you seen that? Oh, with the Batman? Mm. Oh, mate. Can't <laughs> wait. I, I'm not that bothered about The Flash, but fucking... I think this might be how they um... restart the DC Universe. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is... He is one of the. He's the OG Batman. Michael Keaton, the OG mm-hmm, Batman. It's kind of back. Oh fuck. He's my favorite Batman. Really. Can't wait. Like, I really loved uh, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Like, because he was like, that's my era. Yeah. As well, uh, but I enjoyed the latest Batman film with Patterson, which I thought I'd hate because it was dark and oh, he was good and yeah. noir, and I liked that. But um, I don't. I don't think they can miss with this one. Surely. Unless every all the good bits are in the trailer, they're not going to use for this film. True. Yeah. I like Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was my favorite Batman. Definitely not I'm, fucking George Clooney. I'm George an Adam West, West guy, so <laughs> that's Adam that's. West. Oh, yeah, Adam West is I love legend. I love when Batman is like a funny <laughs> joke. So like Adam West, Val, uh, George Clooney, like yeah, let's go. <laughs> You're not like um, Walter Gittin and that, are you? Where it's, everything's it? in the seventies, are you? I do like a lot of 70s shit, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys can see behind me, but there's a Moonraker poster on that side. Yeah, so if you look oh, in, like, Moonraker. that corner, nice. you can brighten and post. But there's a Moonraker poster, and right next to it is a signed picture of George Lazenby as Bond. And then on my other window, uh, well, you'll see a Thunderball poster. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I love my 70s and 60s pop culture. <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> that's what, right. Dan, just for a little bit of context there, that's, that's nice. what the guys from TSD do when they're not recording and that. It always sounds like Walt and Githam just sit in the um, recording studio watching like 70s game shows and 70s shows <laughs> all oh, yeah. the time. Like, I, I, game shows are the best. <laughs> I, I go in there and they have like music videos from the 70s on you know <laughs> like Boney M and shit like that I was, I was like Jesus why Christ, like a time machine <laughs> <laughs> right last email we've done right. good this episode we've managed to get through them alright so he says I've been struggling to make money for a while now I seem to be just living month to month, and there doesn't seem to be any light at the end of the tunnel. 
I'm considering going back to college to try and better myself while I still live at home, but the need for money will temporarily get worse when I do apprenticeship at a local plumber. Do you think I should take the hit or try to move my way up in the sector that I'm in? And he says, thanks for the hours of content. Okay. I think that's a good, good, a good first question. thing. This is 2023. You need a side hustle. So you got to get a second job as some sort of male that. stripper or <laughs> escort only fans, you know, feet finder, sell some flesh, make some cash. You Sheep know, <laughs> uh, there's some sick pervert out there that will pay for uh, lewd pictures of you. Uh, no, but seriously, um, seriously, though, uh, it's an interesting situation because you could take more money now. But sorry, you could take less money now, but have more money in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. co I was I didn't graduate college until I was 30. My 20s were kind of all about finding myself and figuring out what I wanted to do. And, you know, once I turned 30, everything kind of clicked and started steamrolling. It was like I graduated college. Like then the week later, I turned 30. And then I filmed my first Tell Steve Dave project on my 30th birthday. The next week, I got hired to be a substitute teacher. And then two months later, I got a permanent teaching position. So, so it all it all snowballed and it yeah. all started the second I hit 30. And then two months later, I met my wife and, you know, now we're married and we have a kid on the way. So I think it's important to look at the bigger picture of your life and the where you want to go and what you want for yourself. You know, uh, I think you should always chase happiness as much as you can. And honestly, it's. What's his position again right now? He would have to take an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. It just says he's in like a sector, but yeah, he's thinking about going and becoming an apprentice at a plumbing. Okay, firm. that's like nothing. Yeah, you, earn, like, you get paid weekly. Probably and it's about like, one hundred and twenty pound a week or something like that. For yeah, look. Yeah, it's like one hundred fifty bucks or something a week. It's not. It's not going to be tremendous money, but I'm sure that when you become an actual plumber, you're going to generate more money. You oh, know, yeah. and and that's the path. Fucking that's the hell. path to Jesus. having your own business and being your own boss, and eventually hiring people where you don't need to do that shit, and you have people doing it for you. So my advice would be to do this because I think in the long run it will pay off. Find some sort of part-time gig or even like an Uber or something like that. Some bullshit that will allow you to make your own hours, waiting tables, any sort of bullshit yeah. you can do to supplement that as you're doing your actual work. You know, a fuck you job where it's like, yeah. all right, the second I get to where I want to go, I'm saying fuck you and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. You know, and look, if you have a mm -hmm. big dick and you're really sexy, get on OnlyFans. But I don't know. I couldn't do that. I'm fat and I have a little dick. So for me, OnlyFans, you know, I'm not going to make anything. I just have sage fright. Oh, yeah. There's a side hustle going around at the minute um, where people are going into shops and scanning an Amazon yeah, app. I've seen that. Yeah. And then finding out how much it's reselling for and then buying that bulk and reselling it as a profit. That's smart. I don't know how it works or. Yeah, but apparently it's the app does it for you. You've just got to do the postage. You know what I mean? Do you want to tell, great. tell Brian about the listener that had uh, the side hustle going on with Amazon, which is slightly different to that, but how it oh, didn't work out too well for them. The email, actually. Yeah. 
I'm just going to pop to the toilet. Let me just see if I've got the email because I can read it. This is fucking comedy gold, mate. Um, I love a side hustle. I love scams and schemes. Anything that makes more money, I'm all for. Oh, here you go. Okay. So the listeners are going to hate this because I'm now just reading out the same email. <laughs> I'll try to be really funny to make up so for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I started a side hustle a few years back doing a resale product through Amazon. It's easy to do. You can buy a bucket load of a certain product on the cheap and sell it on Amazon for a slightly better price. And they do all the packaging and shipping. So I ordered bits and pieces over a period I was doing it. But at one point, I was ordering, I was ordering some cheese slash veg graters. It seemed like a good markup from three bucks to eight bucks, a decent profit at the time. Well, I've been selling these frequently for about six to eight months before I see my first complaint. The complaint, and this is a quoted, I ordered a cheese grater for my daughter's new home. When she opened it, to my surprise, there was 38 bottles of flavoured lube. I'm not sure why I needed so many flavours, but now my daughter thinks I want to fuck her. <laughs> As you can imagine, I was horrified. <laughs> I got straight onto Amazon and we and we uh, talked about it. A couple of weeks later, my phone started to blow up and I received uncountable amount of complaints. And my item was turned to restricted on Amazon. All the same thing, I went back to Amazon in a timely fashion and told them what was going on. Amazon did their due diligence and investigated to see what was wrong. But it wasn't wrong. When Amazon showed me my products in their warehouse, there were thousands of bottles of lube. So all in all, I now sell lube and plenty of it. The site I ordered it from has taken no responsibility and I'm now banned from Amazon. To top it off, 79 people out of before the complaint started bought a grater and got lube instead. So it's safe to say that 79 customers must have been happy with the choice they made. <laughs> wow. That is horrible. But that is also an exciting opportunity. What you need to do is wholesale it. So you need to contact all the local porn companies, you know, like like Brazzers UK or whatever, and be like, look, I, I want to be your wholesale lube salesman. Fake when you taxi. think of lube, you think of me. <laughs> get like, get like a picture of you with like, um, you know, like a rubber glove on, smiling. Put the sticker on it. Make it your own brand. You know, go to gynecologists. They use lube anywhere. There is lube. You need to be. You gotta become the the dominant force in the lube market. Next time Brian's at the gynecologist, it starts smelling <laughs> the strawberries. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But yeah, so there's a side us. I I like it. <laughs> I'm all about that. But I mean, um, but yeah, it's difficult. Like, I don't know if this guy's in the UK because when you get second jobs, uh, the tax goes well, through the roof. Mm. Like it goes absolutely fucking goes bananas. Straight away. Um, but I, I absolutely agree. Like you got to look to the future and things in the UK. I can't speak for like America, but it's fucking it's shite. And if you got the opportunity, you're still at home, so you got no mortgage or anything like that, and you got the opportunity to do the apprenticeship. Plumbers in the UK, if, you, if that's who you are, are fucking mint. Like they make a fucking bomb. So I would get on that 
yeah i mean i'm sure your parents are happy if you're picking a career in the future i'm sure they're happy to support you or not but put you up you know what i mean you're you're already living there whether you are you doing what you're doing yeah. or you're going to try to better yourself so try to better yourself and go for the higher road because yeah. if you don't yeah. this is a lube joke it's a slippery slope downhill <laughs> <laughs> um if there's not one thing that i wish i did because um in college I worked, I did electric, electrical installation. I was doing that in college. I passed my first year. They said to me, you can't come back the second year because I was so badly behaved because I was a little shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's anything that I could look back on my life now when I was living at home, I wish I fucking carried on doing that. And then I'll be my own boss right now, not mm-hmm. dealing with anyone else's shit. And... I wouldn't be doing this as a side hustle. I'd be doing this as a fucking main job because I'd be already having the amount of free time that I don't have to worry about my 12-hour shifts. I don't know. I don't know. I, like Life can be a lot different when you plan it properly. And exactly I think if, you, if you're in a position where you can do it from yeah. home and like you're still living at home, like my younger brother is very lucky. He works in the same job as me. We earn good wage. And he's been doing it since he's 18. He hasn't left home yet. So he's got an absolute <coughs> bag of money saved. Yep. And when the time comes, he'll buy a house. He'll have almost no mortgage. He'll mm-hmm. be set. And you spent all yeah. this time struggling, doing things, mm. you know, the proper way. But yep. he lived at home and it's going to yeah. pay off. Yeah. And he and he will say to me, yeah. why do you moan about the bills? Why do you moan about this and all this stuff? I was like, well, well I was paying three times the amount as you because my my deposit was nowhere near the same amount because i bought i like mm-hmm. fucked my way through the 20s <laughs> and then by the time i got to my late 20s i was like oh shit okay i need to become an adult where he's already been sitting in the same situation i am now 10 years earlier so i don't know mm-hmm. i think stay at home get the qualifications start your own business go from there if it's what you want to do if you're not if your heart's not in it do not pursue it because you don't want to put all this hours all these hours and all that time into it just to fit, like to please your mom and dad or to please someone else make sure it's, it's not you easy want to do. apprenticeships are not easy especially no, you not. get like no money you'll get mugged off of shit they treat you like crap yeah yeah when they, i worked on site as, fucking a, jokes as an electrician's apprentice at first they were sending me for all kinds of shit. They sent me over to the um, hardware store. They sent me for tartan paint. There's no such fucking thing as tartan paint, of course, because obviously you ain't painting fucking million stripes. <laughs> um, but you do it because you're trying yeah. to be good. <laughs> they used to make me make tea. I'd be standing on the edge of the fucking like brick brick wall trying to make tea, and then they'd kick the kettle over and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? You get mugged off, but just power for it. Power for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But we made it, Brian. That's so it. So it's over to you, man. Yeah, you. Oh, thank you for being here. Tell us about your podcast. Good seeing you Tell again, people Brian. Where to find you? Uh, yeah, I love doing your guys' you know show. Um, I'm so happy I'm here. Anytime you guys want me back, reach out. I'm more than happy to come on. I have a blast doing it every time. Oh, I love doing it. it. Thank appreciate you guys that. for having definitely. me. Um, listeners, if you like me here, 
I'm even less, well, I'm way less annoying because I, I talk less on my show. But uh, my podcast is Reviewing History. What we do is we watch historical movies and we tell you what's real and what's bullshit in them. We crack jokes. We talk about it. We also do pick episodes where we talk about random historical events. The one coming out uh, the Wednesday we're recording this, we actually are going to talk about a little Irish history. We're going to talk about Brian Boru, the first uh, king of Ireland. So that's a little uh, tease. But this is probably coming out later, so it doesn't matter. But... Uh, we have some cool things coming out. We're talking about Gangs of New York. We talked about Gandhi last week. Um, Braveheart we've mentioned. If you like a historical movie, definitely check it out. Send an email to us, Reviewing History Pod. We're everywhere. We're on YouTube, all that stuff. Also, tell them Steve Dave, T-E-S-D. I do video work for their Patreon. Subscribe. Check it out. There's some cool stuff. I do a James Bond show over there. Um, thank you guys again for having me. I love doing the show. And everybody reviewing historypod.com. Yeah, definitely check it out. I love the way that even though you're, you know, basically picking apart like the accuracy and stuff like that, it always makes you want to watch the film. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you sound like, oh man, I've got to watch this now. And you put it on. So, um, no, definitely check it out. And we'll gladly have you back, man. Like, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll have you co your co host like, as well. Your advice is great. More than welcome to come on this Thank well. you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want you guys yeah. to get. Um, I want to ha open up a line of communication. I want you guys to get like Anthony and Steve on eventually, you know, because I would love to see yeah, yeah, where, you know, what they say about things. So look, they're, they're layabouts, you know, <laughs> but, but they, as long as they turn up. Yeah. Okay. Look, you will talk and I'll tell them, I'll be like, you're doing this and you know, I'll make it happen. All right. So, no, that's fine. We're happy to do it, man. Like I said, we listen to the podcast, so they're funny guys, and we're more yeah, than happy definitely, man. to have them on. Thank you, know you thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, until we see you again, man, and like I said, listeners, send them just send them an email saying hello, anything, just so he gets one. Yeah. And say you've come from us. Please, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, email in, man. Like, we get a lot of feedback, so email yeah. in one of you, at least. <laughs> yeah. Show the love. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Sweet.